Welcome, and thank you for downloading Movement Christian Church's sermon podcast. Here at Movement, we are passionate about God's Word and helping each other move closer to God. Thank you for choosing to grow with us today. Um, But we uh, are excited today to have two very special people along with their uh, Tiffany's mom and their two children. Uh, Oh gosh, I always do this, Ava and Emma. I freak out on names. That's my nervous little tick, just if y'all want to know. I, I'll forget my wife's name in the right situation when I'm nervous. It's just one of those things. I don't get nervous about much, but when I have to say names in public, I lose my mind. So anyway, but uh, they're going to share with us today and share from God's Word and share what's going on. So if you would, let's give them a hand and welcome them here today. We've had a partnership with them for the life of Movement Church, and so it's a really cool opportunity to have them here with us today. Well, hey guys, how are we? Good morning. Good morning. I am really excited to be here. Like, if you guys, you guys know Bobby. Bobby is fantastic. I, I love Bobby, like, a lot. But, yeah, let's, let's give him a hand. But I'll be real honest, I'm pretty sure Sherry is even better than Bobby. Like, she's a, like, what, yeah. So, and I said that to their faces, too, not just to butter them up. But I really, like, I love those guys so much. I love this church. Like, we met you guys, some of you, uh, like, three years ago. Um, before Ava was even born, and many, many t- sleepless nights ago, and <laughs> much more sleep back in those days, and much more hair and stuff like that, but, like, we love you guys, and when our visa situation was kind of coming up, and we didn't know whether we were going to be able to stay in Ireland, I haven't even told Tiffany this, but, like, I was just kind of starting to think, like, okay, if we have to go back to the States, if we have to kind of go through this transition period and figure out, like, where we're going to go for missions and stuff like that, we we're kind of thinking, like, what church do we want to plug into? And this was the church. This is the church that I wanted to be a part of. Like, and I, I just wanted to be here with you guys because I love this church. I love what you guys are doing. And I'm excited to, to be with you uh, this morning. Me too. <laughs> that is, that's a, so, yeah, we'll go ahead and dive in. Just a reminder, my name is Luke, and this is Tiffany. And we are here with Ava and Emma, our two, two beautiful little girls. And we have been serving in Ireland for over four years now. And it's hard to believe that it's already been that long. So it's nearly four and a half years. Our church is called Community Christian Church. And so if you hear us say something about, like, Community Christian Church, or you hear us say, like, the Waltons, like, that's our teammates, and that's who we're talking about in that. And so if you have any of those questions and wonder who that is, if we mention that again, that's, that's yeah, there we go. All right. There we go. Oh, wow. That's I'm glad we are not the only church that has these problems. This is fantastic. <laughs> like, uh. All right. So we're just going to share with you a little bit about um, COVID and ministry during, during COVID in, in Ireland. We're not going to dwell on that because that's not been the biggest part of our ministry. And we might start crying because it's been really tough. Um, but we do want to just share with you a little bit about what the last year and a half has brought. So uh, we've been on a very strict lockdown in Ireland. It's actually been the strictest one in Europe and like the fourth strictest in the whole world. So uh, we couldn't for a long time, like we couldn't travel more than two kilometers from our house. So that's like just over a mile um, unless we were going to the grocery store. Pretty much all of our shops were closed. Restaurants have been closed even for outdoor dining. We couldn't have anyone over to our house. Um, like they even shut down playgrounds and stuff for the longest time. Um, so it was it was really rough there um, for a while. And of course with that, like church had to close too because absolutely everything was closed. Um, and so we had like kind of three waves of, of lockdown. And so we got to open up for little bits in between there. So it, uh, forgive us if we get a little bit confused during this because it just has been a huge blur of when things were open and shut down. So. We were actually um, 
uh, only at church, like in person, 17 out of 62 Sundays in the last year and a half. It was absolutely crazy. So, um, but we did go online um, for all of the Sundays that we were not able to meet in person. And thankfully, every single one of our members had access to be able to see uh, the services online. And we also did community groups online and our team meetings. We started like a 10 at 10 Bible study as well. Um, we had youth group online. Each week, Luke recorded kids' lessons and, um, and streamed them. So yeah, we... Uh, basically lived in front of a phone or a computer for a really long time, it seemed like, and we're really excited to be back in person. We started meeting in person again two weeks before we came here, and they're still meeting in person now. The government has said that they're, that we won't have to go back to um, not meeting in person again. Whether or not we believe that, we're not sure, but we're very, very hopeful that that's the truth. Yeah, so we're, we are hopeful. We also are still waiting for our three weeks to flatten the curve that we were going to only be on lockdown for three weeks um, a year and a half ago. Anyway, like, it's, it's fine. So, like, in the midst of, like, all of this lockdown, all, in the midst of this, like, nothingness, like, we literally, like, you, I know you guys met outside at a park. Like, we weren't even allowed to go to parks. Like, we weren't allowed to do any of that, so it was really heartbreaking. So, in the midst of this, like, we had to be really strategic about ways that we could do ministry because, like, we didn't want to just sit back in our house put on Netflix and just wait for COVID to pass by. Like we wanted to be a part of, of our ministry and the stuff that we poured a three years of our lives into. So we decided that we were going to be kind of strategic in the way that we did things. And, and so we were allowed to go grocery shopping and so were our friends. And so we would call them up and be like, Hey, do you need groceries? You do? Great. How about Audi at 10 o'clock? And like, okay. And we'd, we'd meet him in the car park. Huh, fancy meeting you here. And like, we'd walk around Audi, socially distanced, chatting, shouting, whatever we were doing as we would get our groceries. And like, well, good to see you. Like, you couldn't really like hug them or whatever. Just give them the, the thumbs up or the foot kick or whatever you would do. Like, but, and that's kind of what we, what we would do. The ways we could just continue to connect with people. It's like, we could do that. So we just made sure that we would, we would be strategic in doing that. When playgrounds opened up, we would meet together in, at playgrounds and take our kids when we were allowed to actually go for walks around our community we would get up with our neighbors and and stuff like that and so we just try to be really strategic so that we could continue to do some sort of ministry if you see the picture here this is what youth group looked like when we opened up we got to do this for two weeks before we shut back down um, but it was good to, to meet together in person for those two weeks so I'm gonna go ahead and flip to the next slide here so here's what church looked like for us uh, for for a good while like this was this was Picture me in front of a camera with no one else. So it's really nice to see people's faces again. So it was just me and our teammate Stephen. Anytime I was preaching, Stephen was running the technology. Anytime Stephen was preaching, I was running the technology. And the, the mic situation just made me feel right at home. Because literally, every single time, we would test everything. It would be working perfectly. We would go live, and everything would mess up. For some reason, the sound, the sound uh, board that was working 30 seconds ago decided it was going to disconnect and connect to some other device that we didn't even have. And it was just, like, insane. It was terrible. And, like, it was so stressful. And so I'm just really glad to be in person again. We've been there, like she said, two weeks. And, and so this is, this is what life looked like for a, a long time. And honestly, the first Sunday that we were back in person, like I'm already a little awkward, but like take away like interactions and preaching for a good while is like, I kind of forgot how to do some things. Like I would be funny and people would laugh and I would just keep talking because I'm not used to like people laughing anymore. Or like I couldn't hear people laugh when they were on the phone. Like I thought I was funny, but I didn't know if people were laughing. And so it just took a little while to get the feel, but this is, this is what church looked like. And we are very hopeful that this will be how church will never look like again. 
All right, so the next slide just shows a few pictures of um, what we did outside. So yeah, playing with some neighbors um, outside and at the playground when it opened. And the next slide too is just more pictures outside. So we did still get to see some people, um, thankfully. Uh, and so there's some of our friends, church friends and neighbors and stuff like that. Uh, the ones at the bottom right are actually watching our two puppies at home for us right now. Uh, they're very close friends of, of our family. Um, Ava affectionately calls her Net Net. Her name is Lynette, and um, we we love their family. Yeah. All right, next. so next page or slide. So visa situation. We have been. Uh, you guys probably remember like praying about this and praying about this and praying about this, and and so were we praying, 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 crying, 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 and like trying to figure out like what was going to happen. And, and so thankfully, uh, it's sorted. Thankfully, like God has worked out our visa situation and we are, we are done with this. Um, so it, we hired a solicitor because we actually got, what happened was we got put on the wrong visa. And, and so like there's a, a volunteer visa and there's a professional religious workers visa. And I'm a professional, like I, I have a, a degree, I'm ordained and all these things that they had checked off on my paperwork that I needed that I showed them, but they just decided to put me on the wrong visa anyway. And so like after the three years that's all you can do with the volunteer visa and so we were we appealed and, and that sort of thing hired a lawyer and I was reading like all the research and I was reading all the like blogs and stuff and no one has ever got this like turned around no one has ever got this appeal granted that we have read and I was just like oh boy this is not good and but our, our solicitors are like look we'll take it to court we'll fight for you I'm like okay great because it's going to be a battle and we're gonna have to fight this and come to find out it wasn't even our solicitors who got this sorted and so Tiffany played badminton with the lady whose brother was a county counselor who knew an uh, Irish senator, who knew the minister, who went into his or her office and went into her office and got our visa sorted. And, and it was just like an incredible thing. It's like I could not have worked that out. Like that was the only thing that God was doing. And it is sorted. We're good for another three years. But actually, we have a, a tiny little Irish citizen. Um, Emma Joy is Irish um, because we were in Ireland for three years. And so we do not have to worry about our visa situation for the next 18 years. Like that is taken care of. That is good. To, yeah. I don't know if it was the sleepless nights or the visa situation that made me lose my hair. But I, I don't know like what happened. But like that is we're taken care of now. We just praise God for that. And we're just we're excited that. That's never going to be an issue again. And thank you guys so much for praying for us through all of that. Because it, uh, it was a tough year anyway for everyone, but especially just not knowing, you know, if we were going to have the guards come and tell us, okay, you got to leave now. Um, because that's basically what, what could have happened. But thankfully, God worked it out. All right. So visa situation aside, COVID aside, you can go on to the next slide. Um, we're going to talk about what's new. We're going to forget all of that stuff happened. We're going to talk about what ministry was like before and what it's hopefully going to continue to be. Um, so when we first uh, came to church there, uh, the church was just over a year old. And our first Sunday there, there was eight of us. So it was me and Luke, our two teammates, their two kids, and two others. <laughs> and um, so it was, it was very small. It was really, really weird to, to start with because, you know, we'd never been in a church quite that small. Um, and Right before we had to shut down for COVID, we had um, our three largest attendance 
Sundays ever, about around 45 people. Um, and even after COVID, you know, we were a little worried about if people were going to be coming back and stuff um, after being gone for so long, but we still had about 40 people, um, which is really exciting. There's people coming and bringing their friends. And um, yeah, so we're just, we're really excited that God is continuing to, to grow the church. And also, like, our church is very multicultural, so we have just lo people from loads of different places, from South Africa, from Germany, um, from, geez, from China, from the France, UK, from, from yeah, France, just yeah. all sorts of places. And of course, a lot of Americans, but for the longest time, there was like no Irish people. Um, and you know, we went there to, to, we're there for whoever needs Jesus, of course, but we went there to serve the Irish people. And then for a long time, it was like, there was no Irish people at church. But now um, our church ha is about 25% of Irish people, which is awesome. They actually outnumber the Americans now. Um, so we're very excited about that. So what else is new is we are in the process, we've, we actually have two spaces now. Currently, we have like a worship center, like where our church services, when we were able to meet, where we would meet. And then right above that building, we had a second space that we used for our kids' lessons. And also, like, we used it for a co-working space. Uh, and so, like, if, you know, if you're familiar with what a co-working space, even if, you, if you're not, I'll just give you a quick little uh, tutorial, a little rundown of what it is. So what happens is like some of you probably have been here this during COVID is like you're working from home or like you work remotely. And so what a co-working space is, is like you go together, you go into this, this space and like that's actually like your office building. And so say you run a small business and you want an office, but you can't pay rent on a, on a building, you would go to a co-working space and like you could get your, you could get your posts there. You, we have internet, we have printing capabilities, um, we have coffee and all these other things that you would have in an office space, except you don't have to pay rent on a whole office building. And so the reason that we're doing this is like we want to do it as like a service to our community. And so this is a, a not-for-profit co-working space. It's a pay what you can. And so if you were here today and you were in Ireland and you could pay 10,000 euro a month, I would encourage you to move to Ireland and come to our co-working space. Um, but if you, could, if you could pay that, like, great. If you could pay 10 euro a month, great. Like, we just wanted to use this as a way to, to serve our community. And ultimately, like, we hope that it's going to, like, pay for itself. And, like, we be able to cover the cost of the building and stuff like that. And if we make anything more, we're going to give it to charities and stuff in our local community because we're not in this to make money. We're not a, a money-making organization. Like, we want to serve. We want to love our community. And that co-working space has began to take off. It's covering all the utilities for the space. It's covering about 30% of the rent now. And that's been incredible what's happening with that. But more than just, like, that it's taking off, it's actually an incredible, like, ministry opportunity. And so we get a chance to interact with people that in a million years I never would have met. Like there's a guy who, who is creating a COVID vaccine and he owns this biotech company. Like, I, like he has to explain not only what he's doing, he has to explain the words that he's using to explain what he's doing to me. Like I don't know, but he talks about these things and like I never would have walked in these circles. But now I get a chance to meet with this guy on a regular basis and we have a number of different people in there that God has brought that we're able to, to be with and meet with. And the funny thing is, on Thursdays, while we were on lockdown, we would, would pre-record, we'd edit, we'd put it up on YouTube live, so it would go live and stream. And these guys in our co-working space, they would hear our sermons every single week. They would hear my kids' lessons every single week. They would hear me sing terribly deep and wide in this little light of mine and all these other things. And, like, they were there. They were, whether or not they wanted to be, they were hearing the gospel, they were hearing the truth, and, and they would interact with us. They would ask some random questions about things that they had heard. And so God had done an, an amazing thing with our co-working space. 
It was also just really great to have that space to use on Sundays for our kids because before that we had a very, very super duper tiny room, like maybe the size of just this area of chairs right there. Um, and it was about this distance from where like Luke or Stephen would be speaking too. And so it was not really ideal. Um, I mean, you guys have kids out here too. Thankfully, it's a big enough room that... Um, yeah, it's, it's not so bad. But anyways, we had to just constantly be like, all right, kids, let's not be too loud. And anyway, so it was great having that space um, so the kids could sing, play games, and do crafts and just have room to move around. Um, so we're really thankful that, that we had that. Um, so a couple new things that are new is uh, I started a women's Bible study. Um, so that was... I don't remember when it was. It was sometime this past year. And anyways, we got to meet for two weeks, and then we got shut down again. But I really look forward to starting that back. Um, I've just, I've really had a passion for women's ministry, and I wanted to um, to bring the women together. I wanted to do it at my house, um, but it just, it worked better to have it at the church. So we'd meet together, read the Bible, have tea, pray with each other, and um and I was really glad that, like, a lot of the women were really excited about it. You know, I didn't know if it might just be me and our teammates show up. But we had uh, about between 8 and 11 people or something like that. So that was really cool. And I look forward to starting it back. And then also I started doing um, some girls' nights. So, again, um, like, you know, a lot of people would come to church see each other, maybe say hey, and then and then leave, and not really like interact outside of church. And Ireland is less than 1% Christian, so most of those people do not have other Christian friends that they're interacting with throughout the week. It's just basically the interaction on Sunday. And so um, what I, my goal was to try to bring some of these people together so that we could do more than just see each other on Sunday, so that we could pour into each other's lives and be there to share with, share with each other. So um, I was friends with all of them, but like they weren't necessarily friends with each other. And so I decided to try to, you know, just invite them to do some things together. And at first it was like, well, I don't know, like, I don't really know her that well, but uh, we got together anyway. And um, over the course of a one of the not lockdowns, <laughs> we were able to like meet for meet for breakfast and come over and do paint nights and um, and just most of the time we just talked a lot. We're girls, we just talked a lot and we got really close and we were able to share with each other about you know struggles and like we started doing Bible studies together and um, and now like the four of us are are our best friends and before they like didn't even completely know each other's names. And so it's really cool to, um, to have that, that fellowship there. And they have affectionately become like Irish aunts to Ava and Emma. They absolutely love our girls. So yeah, we're very thankful for that. And just to kind of illustrate what lockdown has looked like. So these were the gnomes that they made. They're supposed to be holding pumpkins. This was a two-day project. And so they did this first part. They were going to come back and, and redo the, the pumpkins. And then we got locked down. These are still sitting on our house just like this. Uh, and so at some point, it's actually going to be the right season before we're able to meet again. And then they'll be able to put the pumpkins on their paintings. And, and that's kind of what life has looked like. But it, it'll be grand. We'll, we'll survive. So let's we'll hop to the next slide here. And so in the midst of all this insane life, all the, in the midst of being unsure about visas, unsure about like what in the world the world is doing, like what is going on in the world, like none of this caught God off guard. And this is one thing like I find so much comfort in when, when the postman shows up with our, our visa paper saying our visa has been denied, God wasn't sitting up in heaven and being like, 
wow, I didn't see that coming. Or, or when COVID hits, God is not sitting up in heaven like, whoa, that caught me off guard. Like, none of that, none of this caught God off guard. And you guys know, you're familiar with the song Waymaker. Like, even when we don't know it, he's working. I butcher this lyric all the time. But, like, something to the effect of, like, even when I don't feel it, even when I don't know it, he's working. And that's what God has been doing. And so I just briefly want to share a couple of little stories about the way that, that God has been working, even in the midst of this. And each one of these stories, what I love is it's, it's God is working. Like, we can't take credit for anything that is happening here. Like, God is the one who's done all this stuff. And so for one story, one of the times we were, we were out and we were getting getting ready to go to immigration because we wanted to try to figure some stuff out about our visa. And the way that immigration works is you show up and you hope that you get in, you get seen that day. And so they take about 20 to 25 people, depending on how long it takes. And if you are number 26 and they're only taking 25, you don't get seen that day, regardless of how long you've been there. And so we decided that we were going to be the first ones there. So immigration opened at 7 a.m. We were sitting outside of the door at 5.30 and I was, no one else was there. We beat everyone. But we're sitting out there, and it's, it's sleeting, it's raining, it's doing all the crazy stuff that it does in Ireland. And then this lady, this girl, walks up behind me. Her name is Meredith. And, and Meredith and I just start chatting. And Meredith is an American. She's going in to get some visa stuff situated. And, and so we just start, we start talking. We know some people in common. And as we're going through this conversation, like, we start talking about why we're in Ireland. We start talking about the church. And, like, I don't know if she had, had even thought about church for a while. And it was like, you could just see this look in her eyes, like, as we were in this conversation, like, wow, I miss that. I miss church. And so I invited her to church, and, and two weeks later, Meredith shows up. And, and she's there, and not only does Meredith show up, she brings her friend. And a little later on, like, her, her friend brings her husband to community group. And just a few weeks ago, they bring two friends. So now five of these people are coming to church because we were sitting out at immigration at 530 in the morning waiting for them to tell me 30 seconds later, hey, I can't help you, sorry. But, like, I thought it was a wasted trip. I don't like getting up early anyway. But, like, I thought it was completely wasted and pointless, but God was working, and he was doing something so much bigger and so, something so incredible in the midst of that time. All right, so the girl in the middle over here, um, she's one that I had just messaged to try to get, get to know her a little better and um, do some Bible study with. So she has a little girl who's just a little younger than Ava. So we started meeting together for Bible study. The kids would play, and we would try as best as we could to focus. Um, and... You know, it was one of those things where if you have kids, you know, when when your kid's around and you're trying to do other things, it just, norm, at least for me, my mind is normally like 85% on my child and then 15% with whatever else I'm doing. And so there was a lot of times that Luke would be like, so how'd it go? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I just don't know. I, I don't, we barely got to read anything. I don't know if I answered her questions well. Ava was crying the whole time or, you know, whatever. But um, anyways, after, you know, a few weeks of, of meeting, uh, she messaged me and Luke and said, uh, uh, paraphrasing here, but she said, I feel like I want to be a, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to be a better Christian. I want to follow him. And I also want to raise my daughter to know him and to follow him. So what do I do? And um, just a couple weeks later, we went out to the Irish Sea and she got baptized. And yes, super amazing. You can clap for that. <laughs> 
And we also planned a um, child dedication service where her daughter and Ava and some other kids in the church were gonna, um, were gonna be dedicated. And we didn't quite get to do that, so we planned it again. And then it got canceled again, but don't worry. <laughs> Soon enough in our newsletter, you're gonna see <laughs> that we finally had it and we're excited to do that. But that's just another, um, another story of how God was working in that because um, that was not me, that was all God and we're, we praise him for it. In, your, in the newsletter, you may see teenage dedication, but we'll see. Maybe, maybe we'll make it, maybe it'll be, they'll still be children when we're able to do it again. Um, so the final story is, is just one of my best friends in Ireland, actually my best friend in Ireland. He's an atheist, and like he loves to debate. And so we debate together and discuss stuff together. And like he's come to church a few times, and we just continue to go through this. And, and actually, just a few weeks ago, we have this conversation, and he, he says, like, he wants to believe again. And it's just like this incredible moment, and then we're having this, this conversation together, and, and it's just this incredible thing. And it's like, this guy I've been praying for, this guy that I love so much, and for three years, we've been, we've been friends, and God is working and moving in his heart, and like, he has tons of questions. Like, we haven't baptized him, we haven't, he hasn't been converted yet, but like, God is working in his life from moving from an atheist to an agnostic to, to wanting to believe again. And we, we talk about how like, you know, how Jesus has a lot of time for people in their honest doubts. And we talk about the, the, the most powerful prayer that we can pray, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Like we talked about this and there's this incredibleness that is happening. And, and I just sat there, like I couldn't wait to get home to tell Tiffany about this. Like we were actually running at the time in this conversation and like I was getting kind of teary. I don't know if it was like the run or what was happening here, but I was like trying to act like I was playing it cool and everything. And, but it's just like this incredible moment. And like, I, I've been trying for years and, and God is working and God is doing some incredible things. And so each one of these stories is just really a testament to, to the way that God is working, the way that God is moving and, and the way that like none of this that has been going on, the uncertainty of life, like we can find our rest in the certainty of him. And so we can trust him in that. Go ahead next. Yeah. All right, so as we mentioned earlier, we've had um, some massive growth over the last four years. And so um, just to, to cut to the chase, we are, we're in need of, of a new space because right now um, we are currently running between like 40 and 45 people. We have 35 chairs and there's not really even room for another five chairs if we bought them. And so we are currently doing two services partially because, well, before COVID, we were just kind of squeezing everyone in there, but like there wasn't really room for anybody new to even come it seemed um and so but even now like we have to do social distancing and so we have about like 20 people in each service it's not really ideal but it's, it's just what we have to do right now so this space has been open for a while and we were looking at it we've actually been looking at it praying about it for a few years and it just didn't work out before um we ended up like signing just a one-year lease on the co-working space that, that we're using instead and that was a great temporary fix but it's just not enough now and this space is still open and so um, we are trying to get it I'm gonna let Luke take over so if you guys remember when we were here last time we, we, we had a picture of this space and this was the plan and God said not yet and we didn't really know why um, but it didn't work out and God provided this temporary space which was fantastic and come to find out, COVID happened, and all construction in Ireland was closed for 15 months. And, and so literally, we would have been sitting with this space that we would have to fit out, and nothing could happen. 
we would we'd be paying rent on two spaces that literally nothing could be nothing could be going on it's almost like god knew what he was doing and, and telling us to to wait and like just shutting the door on this situation and and at the time i wasn't really sure why like at the time i like i was I, I'm like more of a go, ready, aim kind of guy. Like that's just, that's how I live. Uh, and so I was just like, I'm ready, let's go. Let's, I'm ready to like paint this building. I don't even know what to do, but I'm in. And like, and I just knew this is where God was leading us. And God was like, well, hold on, pump the brakes. We're gonna wait and we're gonna wait. And, and I was like, no, God, I don't like waiting. And, and so someone shared a quote with me a few weeks ago and I just found it so powerful. It was like, the only thing worse than waiting is wishing that you had. And like, I just can't imagine what would happen like how broke we would be, honestly, if we would have been in this space. And so now God has opened this door up again. And like, it just seems like he's, he's opening the way and he's preparing the way for us to get this space. And so it is going to be the same number that we told you four years ago to fit out the space. About $100,000 is what it's going to take to, to get this space completely up to, to running and ready to go. And this space will give us about 5,000 square foot. Um, and we'll be able to hold 80 to 100 people very easily in this space and also we will be able to put the co-working space and have kids ministry and like everything that we do now we could do probably a little bit better this is a prime location in the middle of, of everything in Moikalan and like it is just a, an incredible space and we're excited about it and the good news is too is like if we get this space like our rent is going to be about 100 euro more a month than it already is for two and a half times more space and one of the reasons, if you can tell from the picture, like there's a ginormous ceiling. It's like 40 foot high. Like we are going to, we are able to put in an upstairs, but because the upstairs isn't in when we sign the lease, like we don't have to pay rent on that square footage. And so they're just like, oh, wow, you get this free space. And like, if you put it in, great, good for you. And so the way that rent works in Ireland, it may be here too. Like you, you rent per square meter, square, square foot. And like we would get all of that space for, for free. And so it's an incredible thing. And so what we are trying to do this summer is we are t attempting to raise $25,000 uh, so that we can, we can start getting ready to get this space. Our goal, what we have circled on the calendar and praying about is the end of July, the beginning of August to, to be ready to start negotiating and getting this space rolling. And so like this $25,000, like this isn't just a, a pull out of a hat random number. Like as we were praying about this trip and praying about how much we wanted to raise, like in my mind, I was like, if we could raise $10,000, that'd be great. And, and I was like, even $5,000, I'd be pretty happy with that. And, and God just continued to put this number, 25,000, 25,000 on my heart and on my mind. I'm like, God, that's a lot of money. Like, that's a lot. Like, don't you know there's a pandemic going on? God, don't you know what's happening in the world right now? That seems like a lot of money. And God just continued putting this, this call on my heart, this number. And I was like, okay, like, let's do it. And so this is what we're, we're shooting for. And, and at, as of the moment, we're about 10 to 15% there of, the, of our goal. So we've had some people be really generous and, and God is working. So if you guys want to get on board with this, like if you want to be a part of this building project, we'd love to encourage you to, to join us in this personally as a church, however that may be, like we'd love for you to be, the, be a part of that. And if you want to talk about that more and how to give for that, talk to us afterwards. We'll chat with you about that. So I'm super excited about this space for a lot of reasons, but one reason is I'm just excited to finally be able to meet together with everyone again, because like I said, we weren't able to 
um, meet for the longest time. We opened up for three weeks in, in December, and two of those weeks I couldn't go because I had a baby. And so I went to church like once in like six months. I felt like a horrible missionary, a horrible Christian. Um, and, and I hated it. I missed it. I missed my church family. And then it's like, yay, we get to go back to church. I'm so excited. Wait, I only get to see half the people? Are you kidding me? You know, like, and I was just, I was so sad. Um, and I still haven't seen a bunch of them because then we left and came here. Um, so I'm really excited for us to finally all be able to meet together as a church family again. And not only that, but have room to bring more people because you guys know yourselves. If all the chairs are full, people don't want to come. There's, they don't feel like there's room for them. And so I'm excited to finally have a space with empty chairs again, waiting for some bums to sit in them. <laughs> Go to the next one here. So let's just really quickly, some ways that you can pray. You guys were, were praying about our visa situation, and so many of you reached out, asked, like, any update, any update, and, like, I wish, like, I always felt bad to be like, haven't heard a thing. Like, literally, like, it took, they told us it would take about six to nine months to, to have the situation sorted. They thought it took them eight months to let us, or seven months to let us know that they even got our paperwork. And, and so, like, it was a long time of just nothingness happening. Um, but thank you guys for praying for that. And just here's some other things that you can be praying for. Um, first of all is our youth group. Like, we started a youth group a few years back after CIY. Like, we actually baptized two of the kids in, for youth group, and it was incredible. And we got started, and they were excited. And then we all went online. And after nine months of school online, they did not want to get on youth group online. And, I, like, I get it. It makes sense. They were just online out. And so, like, just be praying for our youth group to, that we're going to be able to meet in person. And even if we aren't in person, that they'll be committed to, to coming and being a part of our online youth group. We also have a possibility of some new teammates coming to join us in addition to our, the Waltons. It's not like they're leaving, but we're going to have a bigger team. We're very excited. They're actually in the midst of support raising right now. And as soon as they get all of their support, they're, they're ready to come. And they have um, four kids uh, who are all like uh, around the teenager age and hopefully they'll be helping out with with the youth group and it'll just be great especially with you know hopefully getting the, the new building and a growing church so if you can just pray that they'll be able to get their support raised and um, that once they get there that we'll be able to just all work well together as a team yeah also just continue to pray for our momentum like regaining this momentum we were we were had our biggest Sundays and then we shut down and then we had 40 people after the coming out of the third lockdown and like just that people will continue to be excited that it won't just be like oh I haven't got to see anyone for a while so I should probably go to church like at least I can see people there like that it'll actually be a, a thing that people are going to commit to and continue to to be a part of and regain that that momentum of, of what we're doing what God is doing. And also, if you can pray for us as we re-enter our community involvement. So we're just very involved in doing different things in our community. That's how we get to know people. That's how we witness to them and share God's love with them. But for the last year and a half, like, none of that has been happening. It's all been closed. And so, like, he wasn't able to coach basketball and play basketball. I wasn't able to do badminton or the mom and baby groups and different stuff like that. Um, but hopefully those are starting to open back up and we're going to start going. But in the midst of all this, as we said, we had a new baby. And so it's not only like just getting back into it, but trying to figure out exactly how to get back into it with another, uh, with another little one as well. And the final thing is financial support. Like obviously like our personal monthly finances, like praying for those, but also praying for this building project. Because I'm, I'm confident that God has the money. Like he, he, he doesn't only 
own the cattle on a thousand hills. He owns the hills. And so he has it all. And so I'm confident in, in him having that. So just join us in praying about that. So the, the next thing is, is questions. I'm not sure if we have time for questions. Um, we'll be around later too. If you guys have questions, like we, we love talking about what God is doing. We love talking about Ireland. So feel free to see us afterwards. Ask any questions that you may have. Um, hopefully we answered most of your questions already. But if you have more questions, you're welcome to come see us afterwards. I just want to say thank you again so much for your continued support, for your prayers. Um, your church seriously means so much to us that you don't just like throw money at us and help us be there. I mean, it's great that we uh, that we're able to, but you're involved. You care. Like you did the whole, the St. Patrick's Day thing. We get like uh, you guys sent care packages, and it's like you care, you know, and it's, it means so much. It really does. So thank you guys for knowing what, what's going on and for staying involved in everything. So, I, I told Bobby that I have a 45 minute sermon prepared and he said he was going to get sick. I don't know what that was about, but uh, so I do, I just want to close with this, this idea of like God knowing what he's doing. And, and just this idea of, like, God being good, even when life isn't good to me. Like, God working and doing the things that, that, that he's doing. And so I don't know if you guys know this, but in, as a world, we put a man on the moon before we could put wheels on luggage. Like, did you guys, did you guys know this? Like, we put a man on the moon before we put wheels on luggage. Did you know that ketchup was originally created as medicine? Like, not as a disgusting condiment, but as medicine, like, that, that makes, that des describes why it's disgusting, because it was made to be medicine, right? Or, I don't know if you guys know, that there's a dog in, in, I think it's uh, Minnesota, that was elected mayor, not once, not twice, but four times in a row, he was elected as mayor. Then he finally retired, I don't know why he decided to retire, but four times he was elected as mayor. Like, I don't know if you're, you're familiar with the high five. Anybody, you, you know, the high five? That is actually a recent invention. So fairly recent anyway. In 1977, it, it was created. And so what happened, it was at a baseball game. A guy hit a home run, and the coach was like, hey, well done. And he put his hand up the, the cheer for him, and the guy just ran and slapped his hand, and it, the high five was born. And I don't know if you guys knew that, or what about a carrot? Did you know that a carrot is 95% water? Like, you look at it as like something, some, some math doesn't work here. And, and so, but that's what a carrot is. If you watch my two-year-old eat a carrot, you'd understand. Like you'd see the water running out. Like you'd know that that's what it is. You know it's, you know it's water. You ever wonder how much a cloud weighs? Glad that you asked. 1.1 million pounds, the average cloud. Or, or what about a million seconds? Do you know a million seconds is a, a little over 11 days? A billion seconds it's a little over 31 years. And so, like, these are just mind-blowing facts. And, like, once we know them, once we understand them, they're kind of stuck in our mind forever. Like, these are things, like, some of us can't even, we can't forget that. We can't forget the fact that, that a carrot is 95% water. We don't forget these facts. Like, once we know them to be true, they're, they're, they're stuck. They're stuck into our minds. And the question that I want to wrestle with for just a second is what do we believe to be true about God? What do we believe to be true? Because when we find our, when we find our reality in the, in the truth of him, it, it starts to change things in our lives. And one of my favorite psalms is Psalm 13. 
It's a psalm of lament. It's, it's a psalm of pain. And like this is a psalm that I have read constantly over the last year and a half. In the midst of our visa situation, in the midst of lockdown, in the midst of all this other things, people who are supposed to come visit, family who, like, my, my family didn't even get to see Ava for 18 months. It was six months before they got to see my new baby, Emma. And, like, Tiffany's parents had trips planned, and they were canceled and canceled and canceled again. And, like, all these things that were going on, this was the lament that I just echoed time and time again. And here's what David writes. He says, how long, O oh Lord, will you forget me forever? How long, O oh Lord, will you look the other way? How long must I struggle with anguish in my soul and sorrow in my heart every day? How long will the enemy have the upper hand? How long will we be in quarantine? That's not actually in here, but that's just what I threw in. Turn to and answer me, O oh Lord. Restore the sparkle in my eyes or I will die. Don't let my enemies gloat, saying we have defeated him. Don't let them rejoice at my downfall. How long? How long? How long? Anybody been asking that question over the last 19, 15 months? I know I have. How long, oh Lord? When is this going to end? And it seems like sometimes that is life. Like life is just full of these unanswered questions. And we are just sitting here and we're sitting in the midst of our doubt. And we're sitting in the midst of our questions. And here's the beautiful thing about prayer. Here's the beautiful thing about what David is doing here. He is using those times to help, for God to help him work through his situation. And so there have been times when I go to God in prayer and I am really angry and I go to God and say, God, wh why is this happening? God, why is this going on? God, how long is this going to go on? And, and God can handle it. God can handle our unedited, our unfiltered emotions. If we can't tell God how we're feeling, who can we tell? And so we can go to him and what, what ends up happening is we start to, to work our way through it. Doesn't make everything better. Doesn't make it all go away. But he begins to, to work our way through it. And if you flip to the book of Lamentations, like, if you want to, if you want a bummy day, like, read the book of Lamentations. Like, it's literally one big lament. Like, uh, Jeremiah, who writes the book of Lamentations, he has this wonderful nickname called the Weeping Prophet. And, like, as you read this book, you will be weeping too. It is a bummer. It is just nothing but a huge lament. But in the midst of the middle of his lament, in the midst of this pain, in the midst of everything that he's crying out, in chapter 3, he says this. Yet, I still dare to hope, or other ways translate it, yet, I call to mind, when I remember this, the faithful love of the Lord never ends, his mercies never cease, great is your faithfulness, his mercies begin afresh each morning, I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance, therefore I will put my hope in him. And friends, let me just ask you, when life is uncertain, when everything seems to be crashing down around us, when there is more questions than answers, what do you say to yourself about God? Do you say his mercies are good, or that he is good, his mercies are new every morning? What do we say to ourselves? That's going to dictate a lot of, of what happens. And so as this Psalm 13, what we see is like God seems silent and God seems distant. And David could say, well, he seems silent, he seems distant, so he must be silent, he must be different. But David says something to himself. In Psalm 13, it ends this way, the last two verses say, but, that's a really important word, isn't it? But, I trust in your unfailing love, I will rejoice because you have rescued me, I will sing to the Lord because he is good to me. 
Notice that David doesn't say, I trust in your unfailing love because you are rescuing me. No, what's he say? You have rescued me. David looks back at God's past faithfulness and sees the way that he has been faithful before. And he says, God, if that is what you've done before, I can trust you now. And that is where we have spent the last 15 months of our lives. God, I don't know. I don't understand. But I've seen what you've done in this church. I've seen what you've done here. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust your unfaithfulness or your faithfulness even when everything seems to be out of control. And I love the end of, of Psalm or of Psalm 18. I love this. Let me, I'm going I'm to end on this. Psalm 18, verse 2, it says this. It says, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my Savior. My God is my rock in whom I find protection. He is my shield, the power that saves me, the place of safety. God is our rock. It is in him and him alone that we find security. None of this caught God off guard. And everything that is happening, God is still on his throne. And he is the only place where we can put our feet on a firm foundation. In a world of chaos where everything's spinning out of control, what does he do? He centers us. He, we keep ourselves centered on him because he is our rock. He's our fortress. He's our protection. Perhaps you know the, the old hymn, Rock of Ages, Cleft for Me. The guy who wrote that fun fact, he's an Irish guy. And he writes this song because he was holidaying in Wales. And he was out in Wales and he was going on this, this exploring trip. He was hiking and all these great things that are happening. And much what happens in Ireland happens in Wales too. Like there can be zero chance of rain on the forecast. There can be zero clouds in the sky and it'll just start pouring rain. And that's what it does for this guy. And so he goes and he finds a cleft in a mountain and it covers him from the rain. And it's in that moment that he realizes this imagery. That's, that's God. This is what God does in the, the, the disasters of life. In the uncertainties of life, he's our rock of ages. We cling to him because he doesn't move. Everything else may be changing. And in Ireland, things may be going crazy and haywire, and I don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow when it comes to lockdown. They could change their mind today. I don't know. But you know what is certain? You know what fact we can rest on? Is on the faithfulness of our Father and the goodness of God. So let me just encourage you guys to plant yourself there. Can I pray for us? Father God, you are good. God, your faithful love endures forever. God, even when it doesn't feel like it, God, I pray that we will say to ourselves that you are faithful. God, even when it seems like you, you aren't listening, even when it seems like you're silent, it seems like you're distant, God, I pray that we don't allow that to be the, the reality of our, of our hearts. God, I pray that as we... we as we go through difficult times, God, I pray that we will find our rest in you. Because, God, you are the only rock that won't move. You are our rock of ages. And, God, I pray that we will find our cleft. I pray that we will find our, our, our rest, our salvation, our shelter in you. God, help, thank you that you offer us that. God, thank you that through your son, Jesus, you gave us the ultimate rest. God, that you showed us the extent of your unfailing love by sending your son to, to die on a cross to show us how much you loved us so that more than anything, God, we could ultimately be secure in you. God, that our, our faith and our salvation is secure because of the work of Jesus, God. Help us to rest in that. And Lord, we thank you for what you're doing in Ireland. God, I thank you for what you're doing here in this church. God, I love this place. God, you love this place. And God, I just pray that you will help this church to, to, be, to be that 
to be a refuge for people who are, who are lost. God, to be a safe place. God, help this church to be a place where it's okay not to be okay. God, where the more messed up you are, the more broken you are, the more welcome you are in this place. God, may that be said, not just of Movement Church, but of your church all over the world. We thank you for the way that you love us. We thank you for your son, Jesus. It's in his name I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to Movement Christian Church's sermon podcast. Want to learn more about us? You can do that by visiting our website at movementchristianchurch.com or on our app available on iOS and Android devices under Movement NC.